0: Welcome to the Shine Podcast. I'm Elizabeth.
1: Oh, I'm Patty. (laughs) Patty
0: today. (laughs)
1: Patty. I
0: was ready for that. Actually, this is Beth. And I'm Kate. And we have the privilege of sitting down with Becky Osborne today for a conversation. So, welcome, Becky. Thank you. Glad to have you here. Nice to be here. Becky has been married to Dave for 35 years, she's the mother of five kids amazing and they're kids. amazing they're all on Fabulous. our list to be on this amazing. podcast so <laughs> all of them we're scheduling them left and right <laughs> she has five granddaughters and one grandson who's on the way she hasn't arrived yet she has spent most of her life in salem although she did live 2 years in la what were you doing in la well
2: right after we were married we were married in 85 there was no jobs around here so david right out of college with his electrical engineering degree, got a job in California working for an aerospace industry. They moved us out there, so we went on our honeymoon, and we came back. We were here for a week, packed everything up, shipped it out there, got on a plane. I packed a couple of towels and washcloths and a set of sheets. We landed in L.A., got a rental car, drove to our new apartment with nothing there, and proceeded to bed down in the empty apartment for wow. a week until our furniture arrived.
0: So two years in <laughs> two LA. years in L.A. Josh was born there. All right, so he's a
2: California what?
0: native. So so when, am I. So I feel like he, I fell yeah. flower California. I was mm-hmm. born.
1: Oh my so, gosh!
0: Mm-hmm. Becky had the distinct that or that mm-hmm. privilege of staying at home mm-hmm. and raising her kids for 19 years before going back to work. She's worked at Heartland Christian Preschool for the last 15 years, and this year you were just named director of the preschool, so Mm -hmm. congratulations on that. Mm -hmm. Thank you. She's most lovingly referred to as Mrs. Becky, and she and her family have been a part of the Upper Room for 32 years, so... I can always remember that because I have to remember how old Katie was because
2: I was we were expecting Katie when we started. So
1: was that right when you came back from L.A.? Or was that a uh, while? About a year later.
2: The earthquake sent us out of L.A. Oh. <laughs> there was a 6.2 earthquake right under my feet. We were You're at the right. epicenter. Enough but, of that. Whoa. We're going home. Yeah, destroyed Whoa. 30 buildings in Uptown Whittier, and we live four blocks from Uptown Whoa. Whittier. So... David didn't know whether he was going to have to put me on tranquilizers or what Uh because I I didn't sleep for a week. Oh, my goodness. got a
0: truck and loaded it up, and off we went, came home. Came home. home. It was a divine appointment Mm -hmm. to bring you back to this area.
1: Were you searching for a church, or you had family here? Well, we
2: went to the church we met and married at for a year. And um, things were going on, and we couldn't figure it out. And spiritually, it was just... David and I never argued so much in our married life as that year. And then we would, were making excuses not to go to church. Oh, I think Josh coughed last night. Yeah, we shouldn't go to church. He shouldn't be in the nursery. So <laughs> so finally, David looked at me and said, we have, this is ridiculous. We have to find a church. Mm. And we, well, both of us, but especially me, had been dealing with a spirit of fear since the earthquake had happened. David's brother and his wife were coming here to the upper room, and they invited us. And we came, and there was somebody here speaking, and it was a guest speaker. They had people come up for prayer, and I went forward, and David went forward, and we were both delivered from our spirit of fear in that Your first service, visit. Our first
0: visit. And so we've been here ever since. Wow. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> tell us, Becky, <laughs> it's what or who turned your light on? Oh, that goes
2: clear back to when I was 12 years old. I was given a measles vaccine without my parents' permission, which is a whole other story. Two months later, I was fighting for my life in Akron Children's Hospital in Akron. They said I should have died, I should have been brain dead, and I should have been blind because it gave me papilledema in my eyes. And my parents knew, well, the doctors finally that fall told them that they would probably be putting me back in the hospital the next month because if the swelling didn't go down by then, that I would definitely go blind and they would. preparing me for that but right after I got out of the hospital back in May of that year my mom was taking me it's kind of a cliche but she was taking me to my friend's house and we were driving around the bypass in Salem and to this day I remember the place where we were and this thought popped into my head why are we here I almost died and what would have been the purpose of my life and it sent me into a deep depression and I hid it from everybody because I just tried to shake it off, you know, but I just could not let that go. Why are we here? That fall, when my parents realized that when I went back to the doctor and I, the swelling had gone down in my eyes and they knew I would not be going blind. My parents started back to their church that they had not gone to since I was a very tiny tot. I don't ever remember going there. And we walked in, and it was the Methodist Church in Salem, and they have a small chapel as well as the big sanctuary, and the early morning service is in this small chapel. Mom wanted to quietly start back to church, so we went to the morning service in that little chapel, and I sat down, and I heard hymns for the very first time in my life that I remember.
0: Were you in seventh grade?
2: Yeah, I just started into eighth. I was just overcome with this knowing that this is why we're here. God... That's why we are here. And they had announced at that service that there would be a youth group that night. And I told my mom, I want to go to youth group. And so I started to the youth group and there was an amazing pastor there, youth pastor there. It was through him that several of us that, you know, he was really mentoring, really shared the gospel to me for the first time. And I prayed the sinner prayer, sinner's prayer in the shower one night. And I just like to say, I got clean from the inside out. <laughs> and, I, and the Lord really, really changed my life. And in fact, I used to come to the upper room during that, a little bit during that time. We had friends who, Came and my. Is that parents, when
0: they met above the Veterinarian's Clinic? No, cried the building okay. where de- uh, Generation generations, generations dance is now is. Yeah,
2: yeah, that's where I would go. In fact, I remember when you were born, Kate, because I was a teenager in high school and stuff, and I just was like, I wanted more of the Lord and I the worship and everything that was the upper room spoke to my heart. So it was it was really neat then all those years later to come back mm-hmm. and then be part of this fellowship like I'd always wanted to be when I was young mm. and a teenager my parents were like losing their minds because I had become a Jesus freak <laughs> and they did not know what to do with me. <laughs> but then God brought them All slowly, one by one of my family, also (laughs) along. That is how I got lit up. When I was in high school then, I had a friend who kept asking me to go to her church. And I was like, I really don't want to go to that church because I've heard they swing from the chandeliers out there. But she was going to sing one night and she asked me to go. So I went. First night there, I met David. Was he
0: swinging from the chandelier? he was not. (laughs) I but wait <laughs>
2: see
0: you never know uh,
2: that's true um <laughs> he walked past us and he said hello to my friend carol and he went and sat down in front of us and i looked at him and i was watching him from the first thought was <laughs> oh he's a really handsome guy and then he sat and i watched him worship and i was like that guy really loves the lord after church, then he asked Carol, "Who's your friend?" And the rest is history. So, oh, so high school sweethearts. He was college, actually. Okay. <laughs> he was uh, twenty. Your moms were probably really Oh, Yeah, my, well, <laughs> your mom. The story was that he was twenty and I was seventeen. He had invited me to the church Valentine's banquet. Was our first official date. So I went home and I told my mom I was invi- invited to this banquet, and she said, "Well, uh, we don't know who this young man is." Just, just how old is this young man? And I was up at the top of our stairs looking down at my mom at the bottom of the stairs. And I said, Well, he's 20. I was 17 at the time. And mom looked at me and she said, Well, you, you, you. Well, we have to meet him first (laughs) because (laughs) she was 17 and my dad was 20 when they started dating. So she couldn't say, I Uh -uh. couldn't meet him. (laughs) So they met David and they said, Yeah, you can date him. And it was years later that I realized that actually Josh was born 5 years later to the day of our first date. Our first date was February 13th. He was born February
0: 13th 5 years later.
1: Oh, wow. My goodness. So, goodness. If there's 17-year-olds like, listening
2: to
0: uh, us today, don't get any idea. That's
2: right. That's right. <laughs> my my kids were never going
0: to date anybody. <laughs> I was 17 Chris <laughs> is 20. Oh, there's two of them here. It's it's <laughs> fine. <laughs> So, Becky, tell us what
2: lights you up. Well, my family. David and I, through the years, we've talked a lot about different ministries and different... um, We have been criticized over the years because we haven't said yes to everything that's come our way. And, well, you should. Why don't you? Because we put our family first. We spent that time with them and invested in them. We just felt like that was God's calling. And, you know, for the time I was a little girl, I only ever wanted to be a wife and mom. In fact, when I was in high school, my senior year, I was in study hall and my guidance counselor came up to me and she said, I haven't seen you in my office you have not told me what you're going to do after high school. And I was like, well, I really haven't decided yet. And she said, well, you have until 3 o'clock today to decide, and you'd better be in my office with an answer for me. Oh. (laughs) Being the obedient person I always have been, I went. I was like, well, I want to be a wife and mom. Okay, I guess. Well, I'd like to work with little kids then because I want to be a mom. I guess I'll be a preschool teacher. Hmm. And so I went and I told her, I'll be a preschool teacher. Well, where are you going to go to school? I think I'll go to Evangel College. <laughs> That's what I did.
0: <laughs> so did you, you guys date? Like you went to college I while you were dating? I went to college. He was
2: here at Youngstown State, and I went to Springfield, Missouri. And we, long distance, you know, our parents got the Reach Out America plan for us so that we could oh, call. Phone oh, long distance phone calls. I forgot about calls. those. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> we would call each other one hour a week. Is what we had for the Reach Out America plan. Wow, that's so
1: sad. But I still
2: have the box of letters Uh in the attic that we wrote because we wrote to each other every day. Love letters. Yes, you guys don't have that anymore.
1: I love them. Yes, and you decided all of that in an afternoon. Oh yes, because I'm an obedient person. But oh my gosh, how God worked through yeah, that. You even know, yeah. Doing, okay. Yeah, well. Even
2: when we're screwing up or we think we're screwing up, right we don't know, God is still directing and he still works for good. You yeah. Know, everything that comes our way.
1: Even thinking I'll be a wife, I'll be a mom, not knowing way down the road. Mm-hmm. Lake Heartland now.
2: Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm,
2: yeah. And what was really odd was every time I would take a spiritual gifts test, I would score really high on administration, anything to deal with that. And I was like, this doesn't make any, I guess I administered my home, but you know. <laughs> like a boss. But, yes. Yeah. I mean, like, I'm <laughs> like, but not really. I just didn't feel like, I didn't understand why I would score so high there.
0: Here, all these years later,
1: yeah,
2: I'm the administrator of the school.
0: So what are some of the things that you said no to that you got criticized for?
2: Big things were, especially when Kristen became a volleyball player and she played club ball and we would be gone for a weekend for volleyball tournaments and that. And we were criticized heavily by several people that you should be in church. And I'm not saying, you know, that's That's not not that's a big thing and we were privileged in that we were together as a family we weren't it wasn't that david was home with kids and i was with kristen or you know with we were together and there was a bonding that took place you know we just shared together we we listened to podcasts together as we, so we traveled and we talked and we laughed and we played games and we have fond memories of those tournaments you yeah, know I bet and and we would get involved in things for a while but then slowly would we'd have to lay it down because we'd be so busy with the family well why why aren't you doing this or you know i'd feel guilty for not being a Sunday school teacher or those things that those are all good and great things. But God knows, I think, each one of our hearts enough and knows how how he's created us and made us, that he knew that if I did this ministry over here, I would have nothing left over here for my kids because I'm just not made that way. There are many people that are more than capable of doing multiple things, and he knew that I wasn't one of those people we, so, we
0: have to remember Becky like has
2: five children <laughs> well and, and they age and range they, they, ra- they range, range in, in age from uh, 16 years the oldest was 16 when the youngest was born who he was not happy about I will say <laughs>
1: <laughs> I love that story it makes me laugh every time. so
0: you had toddlers
1: I had, and yeah. kids oh in diapers gosh. for a long, a long string of yes, time Yes. Yeah.
0: when we
2: announced that we were expecting Michaela, our youngest my brother called me up within half an hour of announcing it and said Becky, do you realize that at some point in time you will have a child in college one in high school, one in junior high one in elementary and one in preschool <laughs> and I did for two years <laughs> I can't imagine.
0: All of your children on our are on our list to <laughs> interview for the Shine mm-hmm. podcast because you and Dave have really done a phenomenal job mm-hmm. raising them, and they're yes. they're stellar adults now. Mm-hmm. They're all adults except for one. Yeah, And well, she's she on will her be, way to being be a, stellar she, too. But. <laughs> she will be an adult in just a few weeks. Ooh, you so made about it! To turn eighteen.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations! Yes. We're
0: gonna have a graduation party for you and
1: Dave. Oh my exactly <laughs> gosh, we should. we should! All the
2: all the moms with the kids, you know, that are graduating. It's like, or even their youngest that are graduating. They're going like, "Oh my baby, I can't believe they're graduating." I'm going, "Yes, she's graduating." <laughs> so tell us, how are you letting your light shine? You know, it's kind of hard to talk about that because I I feel like other people should tell us how our light is shining. Are we doing a good enough job, you know? (laughs) But I guess because God has brought me back around to teaching and being a preschool teacher with little Mm -hmm. kids, I'm still with little kids, you know, and I'm still pouring into them. And I'm hoping along the way that I'm also pouring into the parents and especially the moms because there's not much that I haven't experienced with my kids. God has spared us of a lot of stuff, but still, you know, that i hope i can mentor well moms especially that god brings into sphere
0: and oh. a lot of times moms preschool moms are coming in very frazzled yes i remember those days yes yes <laughs> yes it's
1: exhausting. Uh-huh.
0: it is and
2: and i want to say to these moms it is hard to say that it's not would be a lie mm-hmm. but the rewards are immense And there are days when you don't think you'll ever sleep again. And there are days when you think that you'll never make it through it. But you do. You come out the other side. And and I say all the time, put the hard work in now. You know, it's so hard to say uh, for a child, for discipline. People ask me that all the time. Well, how do you discipline? Well, I have to believe in spanking. But a lot of people don't. That's okay. It doesn't, I don't really feel that. What you choose for discipline, the manner in which your discipline is as important as the consistency in the discipline. If your thing is, if you don't behave, you will sit in time out, then you need to make sure they sit in time out every single time you know if your thing is you don't get dessert then they don't get dessert you know and that's hard and especially at the end of the day when you're tired and they're screaming and crying and you're like if i just gave them that cookie they would be quiet and they would go to bed and we would all be over with but every time we do that makes our lives that much harder down the road mm. so stand your ground moms you know stand your grounds do that hard work now up front while they're young and then it pays off dividends down the road
0: Did any of your kids get the cookies? Oh, I'm sure they did. <laughs> did you start because, off with, oh, did oh, you no, learn no. the hard way with Josh and then Michaela didn't get any cookies oh, no, or was no, it, the other no. way around? It, went it the other way, little way little around? Cookies? It went
2: the other way around. In fact, David said to me one night, because my thing with Josh was, I'm not going to move anything out of, you know, he's going to learn not to touch things. So that remote for that TV is down there on that table, It sits on the end table and he's not going to touch it. Well, he'd go down and he'd pick it up and I'd go over and I'd tap his little hand and say, no, no, no. And I'd move him down the end of the couch and toddle back and get it again. And he did eventually learn not to touch the remote. And David says, do you remember those days? I said, yeah. And he goes, you know, I've actually seen you hand Kristen that remote to keep her quiet.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Priorities change. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So, and you've been teaching for 15 years Mm -hmm. and- does it seem different now or are preschool moms all in the pretty much same state of mind as they were 15 years ago? Or
2: um, I think in a lot of ways. We love our
0: preschoolers. Yes.
2: <laughs> the moms are dealing with the same things, but in different areas, different. They're still frazzled. They're still exhausted. They're still, still trying to figure life out like we all still are too, but um, especially for young moms. But they, they're dealing with different things. I read uh, an article once that it was like, we condemn our young moms for the things that they do to keep kids entertained like in a car. The article the I read. Yes, the article the I read the was car. the the woman who whose mother-in-law was criticizing her for letting her kids watch movies while they traveled to grandma's. And she said, you know, you know, she, she threw up at me that, well, we sang songs and we read stories and we did all these things, you know, and we didn't use, you know, like that was a cop out. But she said, we're dealing with different things. Her children we crawling around the back seat. Yes. <laughs> Mom was holding them in her lap. You know, she said, our kids are strapped down in a seat, immobile. A trip to grandma's house could be 10 hours, you know, in a five-point harness. And we're asking them to not cry and not. So we have to give each other some slack and realize that my generation, what we dealt with, was different than what That's my, my mom's generation dealt with and what you dealt with and now what your children will deal with with their kids are going to be different. It's all going to be different. And we have to understand it in a different perspective.
0: I remember those days bouncing around in the back seat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was fun to go on a trip. Laying in the back of the window.
2: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> in, in the station wagon. And you yeah. could look out the back and... We would be ducking
0: as moms. Mom would be <laughs> swatting, swatting <laughs> Knock it off. Yeah. <laughs> so that was great advice about discipline and just being very consistent with it. But what other pieces of advice do you have for moms of preschoolers right now? Mm. Or, well, not even preschoolers. I mean, you're in the, <laughs> tell us all pre- LA, preschoolers <laughs> at school, so it doesn't have to be preschoolers. But mm. what are some other things that you've learned over the years, mm. raising your kids that you've got to practice and become really good at? that you can pass on to moms? Being real with our kids, because David and I are the furthest thing from perfect
2: people or perfect parents, but we were honest with our kids about it. We screwed up, you know, and when we did, we didn't pretend that we didn't with our kids. We were honest enough to go and say, you know what, I was very angry when I laid out that discipline for you. And really, honestly, for what you did, it was it was unjust. So I apologize for that. And I'm very sorry. What you did was wrong, and it still deserves a punishment. Now that I've had some time to cool down and think about it and I've talked to, you know, your mom or your dad and we talk with each other and say, we're going to decide now. This is what your punishment will be. And I think the kids respected us for that because we didn't pretend that we had it all together. Kids need to know, that being said, kids need to know that there's security at home. But I think there was security in that to know that we would screw up and we were honest enough and loved them enough to say we screwed up. So I think that's important. Kids need to know that. And I think they need to see the security of mom and dad together. Mm -hmm. When kids see and hear mom and dad arguing and fighting all the time, it messes with their world. It scares them, especially when they hear that their friends down the street, parents are getting divorced. So mom and dad were arguing, does that mean they're going to get a divorce? You know, well, no, mom and dad have had a disagreement, but we've worked it out. On the one hand, it's okay to have a disagreement with your spouse and your kids to know you disagree, but they also have to see the makeup. They have to see you work through the issue and to be secure then in their family life. So all that being said, I think one of the best gifts we can give to our children is to love our spouse well to do the intentional work of marriage and making sure even though it's messy and life's messy as my husband loves to say life's messy and it is we all screw up we're all human and but to be willing to be honest with one another and to work through that when we do screw up i think it's really important
0: so you guys have been married for 35 years yeah. and you how what was the time frame of raising kids how old is josh Josh is 32. So 32. A lot of people have empty nests by now. Oh, I know. But you, You've been literally raising kids for 32 years and married. Yeah. And so tell us how, tell us some ways that you and Dave were able to prioritize your marriage. Date nights were important to me. They
2: weren't important to David um, at the time because he, he wasn't home because exactly he traveled. And he was gone. And so he'd get home and he wanted nothing more than to be, have a home cooked meal and to be just all of us together. And I'd be screaming, get me out of this house. I'm losing
0: my mind. I want to go somewhere quiet and talk to an adult. <laughs> Moms, <it> t- <laughs> if you're listening and you feel that way, you're not alone. know.
2: <laughs> it took him a long time to finally figure that out. But we've come full circle now because... Now he's going, in fact, he just left on a trip and he said, we, we haven't had a date night. We really need a date night. And I'm like, I'm really too tired for a date night. I just want to come up and put my pajamas on. So, so it's come full circle. And now something that we do, which we didn't do very often when they were young, we have coffee morning every day. We have a coffee date and talk. That's been really good. It's, it's kind of funny because it was one thing I wanted to do when they were little. I was like, when you come home, let's just spend 15 minutes. Tell the kids like, they can't bother us for 15 minutes and let's just sit down and talk. And he'd be like, why? <laughs> I'd be like, because I need it. <laughs> you know? So although we didn't set that aside a, t- a specific time, I got to the point where I would kind of wiggle it in, you know, like he didn't know that I was being intentional about it. I need to talk to your dad for a while. You know, you guys go and i just tell him something that had happened that day. And, you know, and so we'd have that bonding time and he didn't know that that's what was going on.
0: (laughs) Kids are all locked in the basement (laughs) with peanut butter and jelly sandwiches.
2: Exactly. (laughs) I was always, you know, the Proverbs 31 woman, Mm -hmm. you know, she was the epitome of Mm -hmm. what, woman was created to be and all in a day's work yes yeah. and and one thing that i really struggled with was that you know she did all these handicrafts and you know she oh, dyed yeah, the wool and she and yeah. yes and then she went and sold it in the market street you know she's a businesswoman and all this and uh, i'm I'm barely keeping the diapers changed you know i mean <laughs> let alone anything else but her, i think it was shirley striefler who said she didn't do that all at once she did that over a lifetime And I was like, oh, oh, I don't have to do all that every day. The pressure's off. So it's kind of funny now. I am not kind of in the marketplace. You know, I'm at work, you know, and where I couldn't see that at that time, how my life would change and I would be working full time and being fulfilled in that because my dream had always been to be a wife and mom. Well, God was so good. I got that. You know, now I'm doing this other that I'm loving, you know.
0: And really able to take your experience and your light and right. help those families, love those kids, and teach them. Mm-hmm. And that's such a great experience for kids as they're entering into the education world, and parents mm-hmm. are trying to figure it mm-hmm. out. And you know, you go from doing whatever you want, and then when you put your kids in school, it's like people are telling you where you're going to be, when you're going to be, mm-hmm. what you're going to bring. Mm-hmm. What... Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's it's a big adjustment. So yeah. that's awesome that you have all that experience mm-hmm. that you're able to share with those families. But
1: to bring that experience along with the encouragement, I just feel like that's huge when you have someone who's like, I understand (laughs) you're going to be great and it's going to be okay. I had a teacher email me yesterday. I had emailed her about one of my daughters and some math problems (laughs) and she emailed me back and she said, you're doing a great job, mama. (laughs) And I was like... (laughs) (laughs) You you know, and she has no idea how much that one sentence Mm -hmm. meant and Mm -hmm. it, you know, it wasn't specific, Mm -hmm. but it was enough to make me feel like, okay, we're going to be all right. And she's not on the other side saying, oh my gosh, I can't, (laughs) you know.
0: And how often you just feel like you're fumbling around. I I can remember when Jacob was in preschool, there was a girl in his class that was allergic to peanuts. And I didn't understand what peanut allergies Mm -hmm. were. And we had to bring snacks for the feast or something. And, you know, I'm like, get the peanut butter and apples. I got there and they were like, "Oh no!" (laughs) It's like, "Oh my gosh!" I didn't. I just thought she wouldn't eat it. I didn't know it couldn't be in the room. Mm -hmm. I've never been around that, and Mm -hmm. I was schooled very quickly. And because you're like, "Oh my gosh!" I had no idea. I wasn't trying to kill this kid. (laughs) You know, I didn't make the homemade cookies and. (laughs) I'm like, grab me a jar of peanut butter and some
1: apples. (laughs) But really, it's how it's one really beautiful way of how you let your light shine. You give light to other people by raising their spirits Mm -hmm. and encouraging them. I feel like for moms, it's so easy to get lost in that pit. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm not enough. I can't do this. Mm -hmm. I can't do it right. You know, my kids, their underwear is on their head upside down over in this corner. And (laughs) it
0: doesn't feel great. Oh, no. Jaden used to pass. Lunches And I would say, do not let the lunch lady see your lunch. And if she sees it, you better tell her I didn't pack it. <laughs> She'd have popcorn and croutons and something else white in there. And I was like, oh, my goodness. Like a one color lunch. <laughs> it's hard, beige. mom. It's hard. We,
1: we get it. We understand. Yeah, that's right. That's right. But I feel like I'm just really grateful for your family and the example that you guys have led. It's really beautiful beautiful i feel like you can be a light even without having words because your family just is like beth said so phenomenal they are just an example of your light without even having to open your mouth and say it we're light you just are a light so is there anything else that you want to tell us People hate this part. Oh my word! Joshua's was like, "I don't want to answer this question. It's <laughs> so all... open ended and vague. Oh, yes, <laughs> I need specifics." <laughs>
2: No, I've enjoyed my life. I've told that to David, you know, I've been so privileged and blessed that our life isn't there's it's flashy, it's not. Uh, I, people want to go on all these trips and go everywhere and do all these things and we've raised kids that want to live all over the world and travel all over the world. And I am just as content as can be to be at home. I said if we don't ever get to travel anywhere, I'm okay other than to our kids. I want to see our kids, but yeah. I'm okay with that. I love my life and going to enjoy every moment. Of it while I have it because life is precious and life is short, and we don't know when it's taken away. But I think just being grateful for where we're at that's
0: great advice. Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, I feel like that could be an entirely other podcast gratitude. Yeah. And contentment, mm-hmm. how much it changes you and shapes you and, and changes I would
2: say that I was I didn't always feel that way. I was very frustrated. I was very... We live in our home. I always wanted to live in a beautiful Victorian mansion. And instead, my husband talked me into buying his family home, which basically is shaped like a box. <laughs> it's, it's a nice box. It's a... It, you know, looking back, God was gracious that it was big enough that we had all these bedrooms in it because it's basically a ranch stacked on top of... A ranch. So we had three bedrooms in the basement, three bedrooms and a bath in the basement, three bedrooms and a bath upstairs. They're small bedrooms. We don't have a master bedroom. It's a 10 by 10 bedroom, you know, maybe 10 by 12. And I was frustrated by that for a long time. I almost resented the house because it wasn't that Victorian that I had always pictured myself living in. And then one day I was like, no. I am so blessed among women. I mean, oh my gosh, where's my head been all these years? I mean, there are so many people that would give their right arm to live in a home that I get to live in. Getting to this place in life has been a journey. It's, you don't start out having it all together, and I still don't have a lot all together. I've got a long way to go. But life shapes us as we go, and we have to be kind to ourselves to know that life is shaping us and that what we feel and is important today is not going to be what we feel is important tomorrow. So enjoy the journey.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, thank you yeah. for your insight and wisdom and your light is shining bright. And yeah. Hang in there, moms. <laughs> yes. Hang oh, in there.
1: Yes. Hang in. I'll have to do a whole other podcast. I loved your idea talking to moms and parents and people who have done this for a long time and have a lot of wisdom to give. Yeah. You're one of them. Thank <laughs> you. Really you're guess. welcome. Thanks for having me. Thanks
0: for listening.
1: Make sure you tune in
0: again next week. We have another great surprise guest here
1: for you. (laughs) All right. Bye. Bye.